Section 37 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 1, China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific, edited by Ava March Tappan. Section 37. How the Great Khan Ate His Dinner by Marco Polo. And when the great Khan sits at table on any great court occasion, it is in this fashion. His table is elevated a good deal above the others, and he sits at the north end of the hall, looking towards the south, with his chief wife beside him on the left. On his right, sit his sons and his nephews and other kinsmen of the blood imperial but lower so that their heads are on a level with the emperor's feet and then the other barons sit at other tables lower still so also with the women for all the wives of the lord's sons and of his nephews and other kinsmen sit at the lower table to his right and below them again the ladies of the other barons and knights, each in the place assigned by the lord's orders. The tables are so disposed that the emperor can see the whole of them from end to end, many as they are. Further, you are not to suppose that everybody sits at a table. On the contrary, the greater part of the soldiers and their officers sit at their meal in the hall on the carpets outside the hall will be found more than forty thousand people for there is a great concourse of folk bringing presents to the lord or come from foreign countries with curiosities in a certain part of the hall near where the great khan holds his table there is set a large and very beautiful piece of workmanship in the form of a square coffer or buffet about three paces each way exquisitely wrought with figures of animals finely carved and gilt the middle is hollow and in it stands a great vessel of pure gold holding as much as an ordinary butt and at each corner of the great vessel is one of a smaller size of the capacity of a firkin and from the former the wine or beverage flavored with fine and costly spices is drawn off into the latter and on the buffet aforesaid are set all the lord's drinking vessels among which are certain pitchers of the finest gold which are called verniques and are big enough to hold drink for eight or ten persons and one of these is put between every two persons besides a couple of golden cups with handles so that every man helps himself from the pitcher that stands between him and his neighbor and the ladies are supplied in the same way the value of these pitchers and cups is something immense in fact the great khan has such a quantity of this kind of plate and of gold and silver in other shapes as no one ever before saw or heard tell of or could believe there are certain barons specially deputed to see that foreigners who do not know the customs of the court are provided with places suited to their rank and these barons are continually moving to and fro in the hall looking to the wants of the guests at table 
and causing the servants to supply them promptly with wine milk meat or whatever they lack at every door of the hall or indeed wherever the emperor may be there stand a couple of big men like giants one on each side armed with staves their business is to see that no one steps upon the threshold in entering and if this does happen they strip the offender of his clothes and he must pay a forfeit to have them back again or in lieu of taking his clothes they give him a certain number of blows if they are foreigners ignorant of the order then there are barons appointed to introduce them and explain it to them they think in fact that it brings bad luck if any one touches the threshold howbeit they are not expected to stick at this in going forth again for at that time some are like to be the worse for liquor and incapable of looking to their steps and you must know that those who wait upon the great khan with his dishes and his drink are some of the great barons they have the mouth and nose muffled with fine napkins of silk and gold so that no breath nor odor from their persons should taint the dish or the goblet presented to the lord and when the emperor is going to drink all the musical instruments of which he has a vast store of every kind begin to play and when he takes the cup all the barons and the rest of the company drop on their knees and make the deepest obeisance before him and then the emperor doth drink but each time that he does so the whole ceremony is repeated i will say naught about the dishes as you may easily conceive that there is a great plenty of every possible kind but you should know that in every case where a baron or knight dines at those tables their wives also dine there with the other ladies and when all have dined and the tables have been removed then come in a great number of players and jugglers adepts at all sorts of wonderful feats and perform before the emperor and the rest of the company creating great diversion and mirth so that everybody is full of laughter and enjoyment and when the performance is over the company breaks up and everyone goes to his quarters end of section 37 this recording is in the public domain